as you guys now know, you know, I came into organizing actually as a filmmaker. So I've always kind of approached this from the storytelling perspective. In fact, I, I even entered social change work in general um, um, from that perspective. And so um, when the internet started to happen, I, I kind of very quickly saw that like this was going to change everything, that we no longer were going to fight to have to get onto the mainstream media, that we could actually tell our stories directly and find audiences that, that wanted to hear these stories. Um, and so I started to kind of go into longer form documentary work, um, as noted, um, looking at the voter disenfranchisement issue. And when I had made a film, I really wanted to find an audience for it. I'd spent three years of my life, you know, kind of walking around with a video camera, following around this brave, courageous congresswoman named Cynthia McKinney, um, who led me into all different directions. Um, and. Uh, and it was a, so as I was trying to find a, uh, you know, I made web videos before and as you put things out on the net, you see people congregate around them, things start to go viral, people have little discussions around them. But when you have a film and you're actually going into the theaters and seeing people that are actually watching the work and meet them face to face, all of a sudden they were saying, well, what are we going to do about it? And, and, you know, so I actually had to answer that question. And I realized that just being a filmmaker wasn't enough, that I was just, I was awakening people to something that was happening in the world, but I wasn't giving them anything to do. And so that's when I got introduced to organizing. And so I met James Rucker, who had previously worked at Move On. He was the only African-American that worked at Move On. And he had left to start Color of Change in 2005. And so in early 2006, we met. And he, together, he helped me find an audience for, for my film um, through the Color of Change community. And together, then, we helped to, we, we created a campaign for people that watched the film and wanted to do something about that issue. So after they watched the film and saw what happened in Florida in 2000, and then again in Ohio in 2004, um, we created this program where everyday people could go out with video cameras, and we created a pretty elaborate system that we were basically getting calls in from the 800 lines, and they were dispatching people um, to their cell phones, and then they were going and documenting the, the problems and uploading them to YouTube so that we could then alert the news media to them. Um, so that was a program that we created and launched in about six weeks because I had a film, I knew how to make viral videos for YouTube, James was, I was in the field doing trainings, James was a computer programmer, he had a list in, in Color of Change, and so we realized that that set of resources was, was really valuable, and we knew that there would be other people like us who have ideas that want to use new media and technology to organize folks and tell stories, and so that's why we created Citizen Engagement Lab in 2008 as, as really a, a vehicle to, to serve the next generation of social change leaders who want to leverage uh, digital media and technology um, to tell those stories. And so um, over the past few years, we've helped to uh, establish and grow uh, Presente.org, supporting some organizers there to, to, to build a vehicle for the Latino community. Um, we're now looking also at um, building one for the Asian Pacific Islander community as well. Um, and also recently we launched a new women's community called Ultraviolet, um, based on all the attacks that are um, being waged on women these days politically. Um, so, uh, but these are, you know, what tend to be looked at as kind of like national pools of grassroots energy, right? They, they mostly t um, run campaigns online, they're focused on maybe national media targets, um, or, uh, you know, Color of Change is running this ALEC campaign right now, which has been fairly successful. Um, and oftentimes, I think from local or community um, organizing groups, people feel like, oh, well, that's just the online thing, and that's not really kind of what we do. Um, and so what we're really looking at is, is how can we start to bridge some of those gaps, and how can we push the tools and the best practices that we've learned now over the last decade of organizing through the internet, how can we push those tools and those, and those best practices down to the community level? And I think it's more than just even giving folks tools, but how do we actually even connect the bridges 
of now what we've built is, we, you know, Color of Change has almost a million members who are focused on issues of criminal justice um, and racism in the media and other t topics that are important to the African American community. How do they connect those members to local fights around, say, um, criminal justice, right? And same with Presente, how does Presente connect its, its, its national members um, with local campaigns? And so that's, the, that's really the push that we're doing this year. Um, is we've invested in a new technology platform which will actually give the tools away to even members of Color of Change will be able to start their own petitions like change.org. So maybe you can start the next, you know, I'll campaign. Start the next one. Um, uh, but also, you know, to the real power that we find here is that it's not just in having tools, it's in telling stories, mm -hmm. right? And it's in understanding that everyday people collectively taking action can be the story. It's not just about pointing something out that has happened to our communities. It's actually collectively driving that story forward mm -hmm. by taking action together. And so I just wanted to show as I close just an example of um, what we're talking about as we're running these experiments. And so um, when the Occupy movement happened, um, you know, we were looking for ways to kind of get involved and how could we support the movement. And the, the best way we saw was that there were these amazing stories of homeowners who were wanting to fight foreclosures. And so um, what we did was we actually worked with um, this group, of this, there was a network of community groups that were already working with homeowners. Many of you, you know, probably these are your partners here in Los Angeles and other places around the country. Um, and, but, you know, they were kind of fighting one-off battles. And what we wanted to do was to help create a national story around that. So what we did was we worked with these groups um, who, you know, they're fighting good fights on the ground, but they may not have as much technology or communications capacity. Um, and so what we did is to help them figure out a brand. So Occupy Our Homes became the brand, helped to build this microsite, which all of them could then um, use as a tool for organizing and, and showcase their stories. And that really elevated it to the press so that they would write about this as being a movement and not just being able to say that these were just one-off fights. So that was kind of the first stage that we saw was really successful. Then there was coordinated kind of national days of action. Um, there's two that's happened so far. Uh, and then I'll just give you guys a sneak peek of, of what we're, we're talking about in terms of these new tools. So this is like a, a site to, for people, to, to community groups to use. Um, but now what we're about to launch, and we haven't even launched this yet, is how individual homeowners can actually now go on and, and start their own campaigns. And they can alert their friends and family um, and their neighborhoods to say, stand with me as, as I fight my foreclosure. Um, and that's how we really feel like we can, we can start to get to scale and we can start to allow people to tell their everyday stories and it can now be connected to a larger movement. So thank you. <laughs>